Happy, Happy New Year! Cheers! Clink, clink, clink! Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. officially 2018 whoa is that weird 2017 flew by it really did i feel like we were just here last year doing the same doing thing. the same thing so each year we do a new year's episode and this is this year's yeah so we are <laughs> <Sorry>. um <laughs> thank you for that introduction <laughs> that marvelous introduction so today we're going to be covering A Long Way Down by Nick Horny. I mean Hornby. <laughs> I mean Hornby. Freudian <laughs> <Brilliant> slip. <laughs> yes. So the author is Nick Hornby and he has done a lot of books that are kind of books that are that have spawned like TV shows and movies. Oh. So he's done About a Boy. Oh. He's done A Funny Girl. Oh. He's done a lot of things. Oh. Mm-hmm. The narrator of this book is Scott Brick, Simon Vance, and Kate Reading. Do you think that's her real last name? I hope it's Redding, but I'm there's gonna no... read it as Reading. Yeah, there's no D double D's. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> hope you don't got double D. Uh, the publisher is Penguin Audio, and the audiobook release date is May twenty seventh, two thousand five. The duration is eight hours and 55 minutes, and the genre is dark humor, psychological thriller. Yeah, not (laughs) sure about that one. Not sure about that one. Um, unsure. And literary. What we have for the summary is taken from Amazon, and it is, Meet Martin, JJ, Jess, and Maureen. Four people who come together on New Year's Eve. A former talk show host, a musician, a teenage girl, and a mother. Three are British, one is American. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it doesn't. It, 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 they, they try to make it matter in the book, but it doesn't but it matter. Really, it only matters for the accents. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. <laughs> but I'm glad that they kept true to the accents. We'll talk yeah, about that later. Yes. They encounter one another on the roof of Topper's house, a London destination famous as the last stop for those ready to end their lives. Period. They probably should not. Yes. They probably should not be open. Yeah, they probably should get rid of that building. Yes. They should probably put like, no one is allowed on this roof. No, you know what they should do? <laughs> they should make it a... um Suicide awareness? Yes. Ooh. A building that is like all about going here if you're having suicidal thoughts, like a psychological yes. building And it has of one of those sort. like Lucy's with a psychiatric five cents stands right on the cliff. Is that like a shoe shine? You know, like in Lucy, Charlie Brown. Oh. And they're like, give me, I'll give, me, I'll give you psychiatric advice for five cents. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, I remember. So it's like have a little stand up there. I'm like, are you going to kim- kill yourself? Come over to my couch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sit over here and don't jump off the roof of this building. Yes. Because that's gross. Yes. I like that idea. That, yeah. Instead of making it like a pub or whatever they had. Uh, right? Instead of making it a place where, like, I guess druggies can order pizza. Yeah. I don't, I what wasn't was really, I don't know. What was that? What, uh, 
whenever we didn't write this. <laughs> in four distinct and riveting first-person voices, Nick Hornby tells a story of four individuals confronting the limits of choice, circumstance, and their own mortality. This is a tale of connections made and missed, punishing regrets, and the grace of second chances. Intense, hilarious, provocative, <laughs> and moving. Moving. A Long Way Down is a novel about suicide that is, surprisingly, full of life. Yes. So, right from the gate, better than 13 Reasons Why. Better. Better. Way better. Way. Mm. Just the title, I was like, this is better than 13 Reasons. Yes. As soon as one of them was named Maureen, I was like, is this rent? Let's, <laughs> let's move with the moon. <laughs> better than 13 Reasons. Better. Why is it better, though? That's the question you're asking right now, and we're going to tell you. Yes. We are going to tell you. We are going to tell you that it is because it gives the people hope. Yes. It lets you know that there are four very wildly different people that are all suffering from the same suicidal thoughts, and what they do to come together and help themselves instead of succumbing to their desire to kill themselves mm -hmm. instead of taking themselves off, off and, the face of the earth yes and reaching out to supports they found yes. support within this little tiny group that they never knew they'd yes. find support in mm -hmm. and they did and that's why it's better and that is one thing that the main character from 13 reasons why what's her name um i don't even remember her name because i don't even remember her name because she didn't try hard Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. I, yeah. I even watched the TV show and I can't remember her name. I can't, yeah. I blocked it from my mind yes. because it was just such a misrepresentation of how to bring suicide awareness to the mm -hmm. public and to young people. You know what I really like about this book and the idea of suicide? What? Is that Nick Hornby writes that those with suicidal ideation tend to love life and that's why they're in this predicament. And he said they love life and they're sad that it's not going the way they want it to go. And so that's why they're suicidal. And I like that aspect of it. I like that to think of this, like suicide is such a, it's such a negative thing, the stigma about it. But this book makes it, makes me think, oh, there is hope. P these people can be happy. Mm -hmm. They just got to figure out what about life makes them happy again and what, what they need from life to make them happy. Yeah. So I really like this book and, and all of its suicidal thoughts. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Do, saying suicidal thoughts and following it up with a laugh is not what I was expecting. Yeah, but I, but I guess the, the idea of what suicide is to people. Yes. That's what I also like about this book is that Nick Hornby seems to understand that his – message in writing a book about suicide was to bring the the awareness of it to the forefront mm -hmm. of people's minds it doesn't have to be a book where the people die mm -hmm. where they succeed in committing suicide it has to present suicide in a way of it being manageable mm -hmm. of it being something that you do not have to decide that this is the end for you. Mm -hmm. There are ways that you can deal with it, and there are always people that you can talk yes. to. Yes, and I love that fact that it was about New Year's Eve. Yeah. New Year's Eve, New Year. New, new beginnings. Yes, new you, new beginnings, new everything. Yes, and it, it's funny because they 
touch on a part of New Year's that is very important is that it's not necessarily new for the person. Mm -hmm. You're still going to go into the new year having the same life, Mm -hmm. but everything can change in the matter of a week or a night. In the book, they say that New Year's Eve is like the most popular night to commit suicide, which I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And they say Valentine's Day is next. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. That's insane to think about these dates have manifested into these popular days of killing themselves. And people, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. And I hope that like through this book, it's something that people, I mean, it was published in 2005. So it's been a little bit. A little bit. But (laughs) hopefully it's something that people can turn to still. It's been 12 years. 12 years. Oh my God, we did math. We did. Quickly. I'm I'm impressed. Me too. I'm always impressed when we can count. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a good day. New year, new us. New year, new us. Anyway, I am curious what you thought about the performances because I know Scott Brick is in this book. Yes. I like Scott Brick. I know. He's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, he did what other one did Hamilton? he do? He did yes, he did Hamilton, and he was good. And I really, I really enjoy him. And he's pretty well known in the audiobook world. So I was happy to see his name be mentioned. Mm-hmm. And he did JJ, which yes. was interesting because they didn't have another female. No, for Jess slash Maureen. Correct. They just had Kate. Yeah. Who did a fantastic oh job. I thought that they, they did have two they, females. Yes, yes, yes. I, when I was getting the stats ready for this, mm-hmm. I was like Googling the fourth, the second woman, the fourth person yep. in this book that's narrating. Who was it? And all I got was the trio of names. She was good. Makes sense. She was real good. She was. I'm very impressed. And I like how Scott Brick had that American accent for JJ. Mm-hmm. I wish it would have been a younger voice for jj because i was imagining jj as this like punk rocker and yeah because that's how he was described yeah and so i, I liked scott bricks i would have liked scott bricks voice for martin if he did a, a british accent mm-hmm. however i was pleasantly surprised with simon vance because i've never heard of him me neither and i liked him for martin yeah but i did not i don't know if i like scott brick for jj but i still like scott brick overall and see it start, it was interesting because it started off with him having a youthful sounding voice that's yeah. one of the note, the first notes that i made was that i really liked how youthful he sounded mm-hmm. but then as he settled into the book a little bit more and i think he started dabbling in the other characters mm-hmm. cuz each narrator also lends their voice to the different characters from their point of view yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so scott would do maureen's voice he would do jess's voice he would do martin's voice and he did phenomenally with those but i feel like when he came back to jj at a certain point he kind of adopted that deep martin voice a little bit too much yes and he didn't sound very punkish anymore Mm -hmm. simon vance did a great job with the female voices yeah he really hit a spot on especially with with maureen because that age and the the accent i think really helped with that oh and i hated his voice me too i, I was really... like simon i'm gonna take you out to the garbage truck yes i i, I think it's because i hate martin you no, know, no yeah. yeah i loved simon yes. and his his vocal work mm-hmm. but i hated martin so much it made me not like simon and i think that's that's the thing i was i was writing my goodreads uh review 
And I said, this book really made me like all these characters, even though they're really bad, horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> but except, you know, except for Martin, because he's just horrible all around. Mm -hmm. And I would never like him. No. Yeah. So, Simon, you did a great job making us not like Martin. Yes. But to think of it, JJ was, he, he was like a brat. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm an American and oh I deserve, I'm so smart and I'm brilliant and I have dreams and I got broke up, you know, a girl broke up with me and my band left me. Shut up, JJ. And then there's Jess, who's crazy. Like, oh my God, I got broke up with my boyfriend. Oh my God. And she was stalking him. And stalking. And then Maureen was like, oh my God, I have a vegetable for a sod. But I like Maureen. So she's my I favorite really character. I really like Maureen. And even though she had some flaws, mm -hmm. I still love she was my favorite character. Yeah. And we were talking her. that we were talking about this a little bit before the recording. I enjoy the fact that each one of these people, when you look at them, they don't seem like people that would have these types of psychological issues. Mm -hmm. That they would have depression to the point where they would want to commit suicide. They would want to take their lives. And I think the book brings up a really interesting point of view of what does it take to want to commit suicide? Because Martin in the beginning says, oh, I never see a successful person wanting to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. I never see anybody with money and a happy life. There's always something that's going on. There's always a divorce or there's always losing their ch child or something. And each of these characters kind of show that, no, that's not the case. Like you – you really don't have to go through much to spiral into this, my life is worthless. Because some of the characters, in my point of view, like Jess, mm -hmm. she wanted to end her life because her boyfriend Ugh. wouldn't talk to her anymore. Yeah. But then it ended up being deeper of they slept together. He was her first, I think. Mm -hmm. And then he ditched her. Yeah. So it ended up like kind of being like an onion where you just kind of like dissect it all and mm -hmm. you get to the root of these people's real problems. Yeah. The good thing about this onion is it didn't make me cry. Right? It did not make no, me cry. It, it was very not. humorous. I loved it. And I found myself kind of giggling about such certain things or the way the characters talk to each other. Yeah. Especially Maureen when she was just like, just giving her one-liners and she was so dry she was so dry <laughs> she was like that typical british lady that you always see in british soap operas mm -hmm. it's just like she's just a dry lady she's yeah. not really funny she doesn't cuss yes she i love how he was like sorry maureen every, every single every time. time i was like oh my god every time each. jj cussed it was like oh sorry maureen she's like mm -hmm, you she's american like, she started crying at one point because <laughs> Oh, the interesting thing is I really liked how Kate really took her characterization of Maureen seriously, too, mm -hmm. because there's a part where Maureen says the F word in her inner monologue. Yeah. So she just kind of says it to herself. And when she says it, she gets very shy and very coy about it mm -hmm. to herself. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool of I Kate really, to do. It was, such fun, it was such phenomenal work that yeah. to think this is the character that we're in. I'm going to be this character right now. And she's giving it to us yes i love it she gave it all to us mm. and i liked her well i mean i can't say that i did like jess at all I hated jess yeah even though jess was like the comedy kind of mm -hmm. i did not take her jokes no i was like i don't mm -hmm. get them no you can call me a dumb american i don't i don't get your british jokes i don't get your british jokes yeah joking that maureen shouldn't go on a trip that ain't funny that ain't funny the whole reason why you're going is because of maureen you're not mm. funny, Jess. Bye, Jess. Jess and Martin 
could go kick rocks. I know. Can we also talk about how relevant this book is to what's going on right now in society? Oh my god, yeah. What? I mean, this was written in 2005, and... So no spoilers, because this is, you know, a very well-known fact throughout the whole book, but Martin sleeps with a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, that he didn't know was 15, because she was just, like, a few days from being legal mm-hmm. or something, but then he also got into a fight with the dad, and then the dad was like, well, I'm gonna walk on over to the police station and port you. Yeah, exactly. So thinking about that, of how this was in 2005 and now 2017, all these sexual misconduct yeah. allegations coming out. And I'm it's like, crazy. here it is right here that yeah. people in higher places, news reporters, Matt Lauer, yeah. have been doing this for years. Yeah. Cheating on, and I think that's when Martin was married too, that mm-hmm. he cheated on his wife with the 15-year-old that he didn't know was 15 because he didn't ask, I don't think. Well, she said that- Did oh, she I'm, say? No, she was like, I'm 16. And in his eyes or his mind, that, that was, was legal. Fine. He was like, oh, that's legal. I think it is legal in England. I think so too. Yeah. But 16 years old, you weirdo. Exactly. Why are you going after someone who's still 16? Like, he was in his 40s. I mean, in the movie, he's played by Pierce Brosnan. Oh so... my God. There's a movie? Yes. There's a movie it did horribly. Really? Horrible. Who was in the cast? Pierce Brosnan? Um, Aaron Paul. Oh, was he JJ? Oh, that's a perfect- Tony Collette. Oh my God. Maureen? Shut up. And then Imogen- Don't say my girl Imogen Church. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's Imogen, like, Pots or something? Um, hold on, let me let me look it down. What a See, I did not expect Tony Collette to be Maureen. Because I expected, like- to be honest, the entire time I was having Ron Weasley's mother in my head for, yes, for Marie. Yes, a hundred percent. Imogen Poots. What you just call me? <laughs> Imogen Poots. I don't. I'm oh. not sure if that's how it's pronounced because it. She's a British actress, so I'm not sure Poults. how. The, I'm not sure how the last name is. So I'm Poults. sorry, Imogen. Paul. You listen to this. Poots. Yes, just like how Brad is saying. Poots. <laughs> But, uh, but wow. But I love Tony Collette. So yeah. she can have the role. Oh, yeah. Pierce Brosnan is perfect for her because he's a creepy old man. And he's sexy. Ew, you think he's attractive? Oh, my God, yes. Mrs. Doubtfire. Are you? I can't. What? When he gets hit in the back of the head with that <laughs> lime, I am like, yes, turn around with a slow turn. <laughs> Serving me pull realness. Ew. See, I think of him and Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, I never and saw that. Oh, that's a painting or yes, something, right? Yes, he, he the, like steals the painting or whatnot. The red-haired lady, Renee Russo. Yeah, there we who go. Who I used to love, but you don't see her no more. No, I don't you know don't. She but I used to think of him and also James Bond, and I was just like, Ew, he was just arrogant fool. You are so elitist. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but Aaron Paul, perfect for JJ. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's who I'm at. Like, I didn't imagine him specifically, but that's the kind of person I imagined. I haven't seen him in much. Mm. Yeah. Ever since Breaking Bad, I feel like that it's kind of like, yeah. where is Aaron Paul? Yeah. You know who I did imagine JJ as? That one guy. Okay. From Boiler Room. And he in Friends, he also played Phoebe's brother. Oh, yes. He's like really weird. Yes. With his accent. And he was also in Fast and the Furious and he died. Yes. And he's huge into Scientology right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe we him. should stop talking about him. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> we don't need <laughs> Leah Remini. We don't need Leah Remini to come out after us and defend us. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. She's scary. And yeah, I love her. <laughs> I would love her to defend us. There's a couple kids in a basement. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to this um, book. book. <laughs> <laughs> a long way down. Doesn't the title remind you of a Vanessa Carlton song? No, it reminds me of that one where it's like... Um... No. All I can say is that, that my life, life is pretty plain. Okay. Plain? Bl- I don't know. Hmm. I but like it just reminds, burn, burn, burn. It reminds me of A Thousand Miles. So it's like, a long way down. Or no, it's not Vanessa Carlton. It's Ryan Cabrera. That's a completely different gendered person. Yeah. Well, back in the 90s, we didn't know. That hair. But on the way down, there it is. Oh. On the way down, I saw you save me from myself. And it's basically what happened, except none of them fell off of the building. So they didn't have a long way to go. So you're telling me that he plagiarized? Um, When did that song come out? Not in 2005. You sure? I mean, he was big in like I would when, say when Laguna Beach was out, right? 2008. You think so? Are we going to have to look this up? We are going to have to look this up. I'm sorry, people. We are getting off track. Something <laughs> fierce. What is the song called? On the Way Down. When did On the Way Down by Ryan Cabrera come out? On the Way Down was released on August 17th, 2004. Shut up. Thank you, Google. So Nick Hornby plagiarized. <laughs> 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 he just different. put long way down <laughs> um, alright so we're jumping back on track here oh yes back to the book um, <laughs> so the emotions were there oh I love the emotions the, the tone and the breathing there was no awkwardness no. it was just very nicely flowing I will say that there was a part when Scott Bricks JJ came on that it sounded a little bit tinny to me at first Mm. Just a tiny bit. Like okay. it felt like there was an echo to it. I can I can see that. But then it disappeared and it sounded mm-hmm. totally fine. So I don't know if I got used to it or if there was just something weird in my headphones. Mm-hmm. I'm An- not sure. Another thing is, and we didn't tell anyone how we got this audiobook. We actually rented it from the library. Oh, yeah, we did. And well, this one I actually got from the public library where it has the discs. Oh, yeah. So at the end of every you know, disc it said, end of disc one. And I was like, whoa. Okay. Who was this man? And I think it was Scott Brick. It probably was. And he was like, end of disc two. I think he did the original like opening of it. like Yes, and he did the closing too. Because he, he was like, this is Scott Brick. And this is all the way down. Or what's <laughs> This is a Ryan Cabrera song. <laughs> a long way down. And Simon, or audio, which. Jesus, if, if, if Scott Brick did Penguin this audio. to the end of it. <laughs> I don't know why. He would have got far. He would have got so canned. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. But I, I, I liked his his abrupt end of disc one. Because it made me realize, oh, crap. I got to switch discs. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting that it did that. I also liked the transitions being different than normal. Where it was the Maureen. Oh, And then yes. it would start off going into that character. It wasn't. 
you know, some books do mm-hmm. that thing where they just switch voices. They don't really tell you yeah. who is who and mm-hmm. what's doing what. But I really enjoyed when they would give us a little title header of Jess and then start with Jess's yes. reading. And then they also did part one, part two, and part mm-hmm. three. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that as well. So good job, Excellent Penguin. Excellent job. I mean, it, it's kind of strange how this book came out in 2005, and it sounds better than some 2017 books. Yes. Yes, Queen. Mm. So did you think the eight hours was a long enough time? Okay. So we both can discuss this because we both had the same feeling. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. felt that the eight hours and 55 minutes, yep. that was almost nine hours. Almost nine hours. Was a little too long for me. Yeah, I I agree. And too it's long. because we both felt like the entire book was going to take place on the rooftop yes so we expected it to be maybe five hours six hours of them really confiding into each other and finding common ground and then discovering that even though their lives are different they all share similarities with Mm -hmm. each other they all have things to work through exactly i would have liked the book to kind of, like you said, everyone be on the rooftop throughout the whole entire book and then have maybe memories or kind of, what's those things, things called? Like back, I keep memories. saying backlashes. Oh, flashbacks? Flashbacks. Woo, my goodness. Backlashes? My, my goodness. Did you say backlashes? <laughs> yes, I did. Like you beat yourself? <laughs> backlashes. Back rolls. Back rolls. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so I imagined them being on the roof and going through the flashbacks of their, you know, other, the other people in their lives and the yeah. relationships that they have, and then working together in the in this Topper's House Four to find happiness. Yeah. So I really I would have liked that book, but this one kind of went above and beyond, mm-hmm. went out into the real world. And then had a whole bunch of stuff that was very distracting from the point of the book. It was very, yeah. I have to agree that it was, some of the things were just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I lost my attention throughout the book because I got kept getting distracted. And I was like, what? I want them to be together or I want them to go back to the roof. Yeah. Which, I mean, don't jump off the roof, but I want them to be on the roof. Yeah. Just go back and have another flashback of the first time you were on the roof. Communicating with each other and becoming friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a little p- bit too long for me. Yeah. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Did you get a clear picture, though, of everything that was happening, like, through your distractions and mm. stuff? Yes and no. Just because I got a clear picture of the building and the rooftop. However, throughout the other stuff, I was like, where where are we at now? Whose house are we at? Where, where are we going? So, I wish I would have paid more attention to the other settings yeah i would say i got a very clear picture of who each character was but the things that were surrounding each character i was kind of lost to yeah like they were mentioning martin's ex-wife and his ex-girlfriend and co-hosts and other bosses from a different tv station i just got confused Mm -hmm. i wonder if it's because i just didn't care about martin but the narrators did a phenomenal job making me visualize their face the characters faces and their characteristics yeah just how they read their characters was really great i felt like they had a superior investment in each character i like that i like that Mm -hmm. so would you do this audiobook again 
or would you watch the movie? Oh my gosh, well the movie got such terrible reviews, but I like the people that are in it. I feel like I need to see the movie because Tony yeah. Collette. Yeah, well yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. Um so I think I would watch the the movie. I did read a review for the movie and it said that it like doesn't utilize the source material correctly. Oh no. But I read the plot and everything that we listened to and, and read in the book was in the movie. So I'm I just don't know if maybe the actors didn't connect with their characters as mm. well as the narrators connected with the characters. That's true. So That's true. Hmm. Well, know. we're going to have to f- find out and see. Yeah. Hope it's I'm, on Netflix. I think it might be. Oh, my God. Oh, my I, God. I do believe that it might be. All right. What about you? Would you do the audiobook? Or would I you don't do think I would do the audiobook again. I would want to watch the movie. Yeah. Maybe have the hard copy in a case under my bed. Okay. Like a vampire book? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Would you shove this or would you shove this? That's the question. Okay, so it's a difficult question to answer because I did like the narrators and I did like the material and I really respect what Nick Hornby was doing with the subject matter because I, I think that it was really effective. Mm. Um, But I think I would shove it. Yeah, I would shove it off a building. <laughs> Splat! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Brittany stayed completely silent. <laughs> I just want that on the record. <laughs> um, yeah, I would shove it as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> My thing is that if they're jumping off a building and they land on someone, they just killed somebody. That's true. That is true. And then, of course, when they jump off a building in a city, people are going to get into an accident. And it's going to leave the sidewalk dirty. Exactly. So you have lots of work that other people are going to be doing after you leave it's like so martin in the beginning was like oh i didn't want to do stuff in my house because then somebody would have to walk in and find me but then you're gonna do it on the public street Mm -hmm. where like i I just childish get some help talk to someone figure out your choices in Mm -hmm. life make better choices yeah choices because we know you're happy we know you're happy Deep down inside, you just got to let that happiness shine. You got to find what makes you happy and grab it. I think one thing that would make everybody happy, especially us, is if you went on to Twitter and you followed us at Audio Shelf Me and liked us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. Shameless plug, but it always works. You know what else would make you happy? What? Free books. Oh my God. Free books? Free audiobooks. You mean I don't even have to pay a penny? No! They're not even penny books? It's free. That makes me happy. That makes me more than happy. And how do you get free books? Well, you go into our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to subscribe to a 30-day free trial through Audible. Wow! And you get two free books. Two free books. Folks, you gotta do it. Folks. (laughs) Folks. You gotta get on it. Uh, and also get on the subscribe train where the stations are Google Play Music, <laughs> iTunes Podcast, and Stitcher. Don't forget YouTube, that short little stop. Yes. Oh my gosh. So we got a gift. Oh my God. For Friends Miss from our friend Karen, who we, always gives yes, the best audio always, shelf gifts. Always. And so, we've told you about Friends Miss. Yes. 
Uh, we are the originators. Trademarked. Suck it. Go back to the Christmas episode. Yes. Um. So we got a tapestry of the logo for Audio Shelf that we could hang. And when we start doing our YouTube videos, which will hopefully be soon in the new year, we can have that in the background. Show up our logo. Yeah, show ourselves off. Yeah, so thank you, Karen, for yes. that wonderful gift. Always. And we cannot wait to start planning some different things that we can do for the YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Book clubs. Yes. Just we, talking. Talking randomly. Yeah. That'd be fun. It's going to be fun. Yes. So All right. Until then. Yeah. Happy New Year. Hope you didn't drink too much. Don't sit on a building. And make some good New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Make one of them listen to us. Yeah. Enjoy the New Year. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. That's really going on the reds. Uh, I enjoy here. <clears throat> Let me try that again. It doesn't. Doesn't the title remind you of a man, of, of a? I lost my attention a couple times. In, Say that again. I think it was my belly. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell when it was, your face was like <laughs> stupid stomach. <laughs> what was I saying? You uh, you lost your your oh. attention. So, would you shelf this, or would you shelf? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't give me many options. And also, get on the subscribe train by liking... What? <coughs> by subscribing to us. <laughs> <laughs> um.